All of the business owners that I talk to get so caught up in the how. Well, how am I going to do this? How can I increase my followers? How can I grow my sales? How do I, what do I need to do for marketing? And they are missing the one piece. I cannot say it enough. <laughs> the one piece that is the magic bullet is the, what conversation are you having in your head? Because I swear, I promise, if you can nail that, all this other stuff is a breeze. Welcome to the Wear Wag Repeat Podcast. I'm Tori Mystic. As a dog mom lifestyle expert, blogger, and business owner, I love talking to other women in the pet industry and sharing their advice with you every week. Sit, stay, and listen to the latest episode. In this episode, I'm going to ask you to think big. What do you want success to look like when you get there? That's the topic of this interview with Gila Kurtz, the co-founder of Dog is Good and an expert in helping petpreneurs define what success really looks like. As a dog trainer and dog mom herself, she knows how important it is to be motivated and inspired by the enthusiasm that our dogs bring to every day. We talked about why it's so important to surround yourself with people and dogs who push you to be the best version of yourself, and Gila shares what she considers to be the essential foundational skills for entrepreneurs. I'd love to hear what your goals are and how you define success. Join the conversation in the Wear, Wag, Repeat Labs Facebook group. There is a lot going on in that group this week with the Canine in 90 workshop, the launch of a brand new monthly membership program, and just general networking with other fabulous women in the pet industry. You can find that group by searching on Facebook for Wear, Wag, Repeat Labs. Gila is a number one international best-selling author and serial entrepreneur who found her deepest passion for working with dogs and their people. Following a career in education, she built a successful dog training business and then co-founded the award-winning lifestyle brand for dog lovers, Dog is Good. Along with her husband, John, Gila took the brand from startup to a seven-figure company, which can be found in retailers across the U.S. and is licensed by major manufacturers, including Skechers brand shoes. She currently leads the Dig Direct division, a direct-to-community business concept that is changing lives one dog at a time. She is the recipient of several business awards, including recognition as one of the top 25 women of influence in the pet industry and woman of the year in the Women in the Pet Industry Network. Gila is also the author of Fur-Covered Wisdom, A Dog Can Change the Way You See the World, and the creator of the transformational program Alpha Reimagined, a transformational program for women. She utilizes her skills as a canine expert and compelling teacher to engage audiences and inspire people to fetch a life worth barking about. Hi, Gila. Hi, Tori. How are you today? I am great, and I am excited to connect with you. I'm really excited, too. Um, Before we hit record, 
you know, we said that we have so much in common and we see each other online all the time, but this is our first time talking face-to-face via Zoom, of course, (laughs) but it's really nice to connect. Yeah, it is. I just love what you've created and um, you, I don't know. I just, I just think you're a gem and you're, sorry, if this sounds odd, I just think you're horrible. So (laughs) you're so, your smile and uh, just everything about you, it just exudes life and vitality and love. And I just, I just like it. Thank you so much. Well, you know, it's, it's a dog inspired life. Um, and it, uh, I'm very inspired by the joy that my dogs bring to every day. And that's really changed my life in the last, you know, probably five years or so. Um, and I know that you have kind of a similar story. So your book for covered wisdom is, um, you know, tell us a little bit about what that is. You know, you, kind of found yourself stressed and unhappy and then and then what happened? Yeah, uh that was an evolution and a genesis of um you know a- a- everything in life is a journey, right? Every door that you decide to enter is going to come with it um so much unknown and you bring uh to the table whatever previous skill sets or whatever uh habits that you tend to um exhibit on a daily basis. That's how you pursue new things, right? And so when we launched the Dog is Good brand, um, it would be no surprise to anybody that I would just dive in and go 150 miles an hour and do all the things that are need to be done when you're growing something that's ultimately going to take on a life of its own. And in that process, what I didn't expect and something that I didn't even consider was what really would success look like? right? When you're first starting something, most people don't really think about that. They have an idea, they want to create it, they want to make it big, but they don't really fully grasp what success might look like for them and define that really with some very significant clarity. And so five years into building the Dog is Good brand, um, I found myself unrecognizable. Uh, I had, I'm a recovering perfectionist, as I like to say. And so I was trying to be all things to everybody and do all the things while trying to grow something um, in the the way that I was growing it. And, you know, in hindsight, I would have taken on different strategies and a different approach. But that said, with every opportunity you learn, right? So the book for Covered Wisdom came about at a point where I did find myself um, just deeply unhappy. And that begs the question, you know, when uh, from outward uh, appearances, things looking great and by all um, standard definitions, what does success look like? You know, is it revenues that are coming in from a company? Is it, you know, all the things that come along with that? It could be inferred as success. But when you uh, find yourself feeling empty or lost or not on what you feel is your true path and purpose, and then you become disconnected from that. And that's where I found myself. And it became a very dark place. Um, I actually suffered from very severe clinical depression. It was life-threatening. And it was um, like you, you know, when you're discovering your dogs, it was this very powerful and poignant moment of watching my my lab wake up in the morning. And um, as I was just having very dark thoughts, watching her take on the day with such exuberance and joy and thinking to myself, gosh, if I could just feel that for a moment or even for a day, I would do whatever I could to string those, those days together more and more. And I decided to just make a commitment and learn from her. 
And so the Fur Covered Wisdom book was just a compilation of some of these lessons that I was noticing, but not just noticing anymore, that I was really committed to um, internalizing and making part of who I could become as the future Gila and leave behind the one that was no longer serving me. And so that's the essence of the book, the journey of self-discovery through the eyes of dog, but an application for um, personal growth, transformation, and impact moving forward. What, what a great story. And thank you for sharing, you know, so vulnerably. Um, you know, I, I think it's interesting when we look at our dogs, you know, to take things one step at, at a time, one day at a time. And I think we think of our dogs as, as kind of having like short attention spans or maybe like short memories, you know. Um, so that's wonderful because it makes every day and like even every hour <laughs> fresh and exciting for them. But to string it together, like you said, into like changing your mindset or changing your habits, um, you know, dogs do that too. Maybe, you know, we just don't see it because we we think that they're like so childlike and fresh every day, but they also learn things over time and um, there's so much to learn from them. Yeah, 100%. And that's the beauty I think that's the biggest lesson that all humans notice with our dogs. They don't worry about what happened two minutes ago or what might happen two hours from now. They really are so present. And I think that's that one element that most people miss, but seek uh, the ability to, to live in that moment. And so it's an ever evolving process, I think. Yeah. So as you were growing your business, um, you know, you were learning a lot from the dogs, but also I'm sure you were learning about a lot about business as you went along too. So what were some of the significant lessons that you learned about scaling, um, you know, up to seven figures and, and all the success that you've had? Yeah, thank you. The, um, you know, it's funny. I always say that when I started, um, pursuing the dog is good opportunity and, um, just started embarking on that. I always referred to myself as the unconscious incompetent. And what that means is that you don't know what you don't know in order to ask the right questions, right? And so just through a lot of trial and error. Um, the one thing that I had and that all the people that worked with us had was a really strong work ethic and a discipline and, you know, the ability to just if come uh, up against a challenge or a roadblock to figure it out and just work a way around it. That said, once um, we grew uh, to where we were just, uh, you know, in, on that wheel again and again, what I realized was there are some very important factors. And the first important factor is really having a very, very clear vision of where you want to go. And then really the next question beyond that isn't so much how you're going to do it, but who do you know that has the answer to what you need to do? So I became really adept at um, sort of a hack, you know, like how, okay, who's the marketing expert that I can seek um, advice from? Who uh, knows how to do this aspect? Who has experience in manufacturing and sourcing, et cetera? And so we just started cultivating really strong relationships and learning. And the more questions one could ask, the better able uh, we became at knowing what questions to ask. Um, so there, so there was that piece as well. And it really boils down to scaling comes down to team, you know, so what kind of leader do you uh, expect to be? How can you paint a vision for the people who are working with you, 
But besides painting the vision for them, how can you empower them to see themselves within that vision and want to um, participate in the growth of something because it's bigger than you and it's bigger than them, When especially when it becomes very mission-driven. So those were the things that I really learned was um, know where you want to go, get out of your own way, ask the right questions and seek advice of experts and mentors and uh, take a shortcut there, but lead Um, be a servant leader. Well, it sounds like it's so essential to have that clear vision of, of where you like want your business to be or you to be, or like, like you said earlier, what does success even look like or mean to you? Um, I'm always telling people, you know, you gotta set goals. If you ever think you're ever going to reach any of these goals, (laughs) because if you're just like going about with no destination, You'll never get there because you don't even know where you're going. <laughs> so, yeah, it's very important to to have that. Um, and now, you know, at the beginning of the year is such a good time to do some of that visualization and see what that might mean for you. Um, I, so I guess this would be made a good transition to talk about the Alpha Reimagined program that you are doing that I think is relatively new, right? Yes, it is. It came out of the Fur Covered Wisdom um, concept, but Alpha Reimagined is, it's a program that creates, that helps women in particular, dog moms, um, lead themselves. How do you, you can't lead anyone if you can't lead yourself. And quite honestly, at any given moment, you are a leader of something. So some people will say, well, I don't run a company or I don't do, no, you lead something at any point during the day, whether it's, it's you, or maybe you're the leader of a family, or you're the leader in a particular nonprofit or um, community or religious, you know, group. Mm-hmm. We all have moments of leadership, but the first and most important thing is the ability to lead oneself. And um, you know, when we talk, just to circle back to the vision thing for just a second, um, I feel so strongly about creating a big picture and vivid vision. Um, this is an exercise I start every year, like in November, I start it. And I spent a lot of thoughtful time on it. And it's not about, for me, it's not about the goals for the year. It's about a three-year big picture. And it has to be big. And one of the stipulations around it is not to be trying to articulate it or uh, create the architecture for it. It's create the picture. Can you see it first? Can you even see it? And don't even worry about the how. Because your current self is going to tell you, well, you don't know how to do that. And how is that even going to be possible? And et cetera, et cetera. So the how doesn't matter. Um, But really creating this bigger picture. And Alpha Reimagined starts with that. So the Alpha is actually an acronym. And it stands for Acknowledging Awareness. We are always at any point in time at a certain point that is not where we want to be right? In, in some area, whether it's a relationship or our health or a business or finances or even an environment, where you are currently is not where you want to be. And now you're aware of it. And not only are you aware of it, you're uncomfortable enough to say, I am ready to make a shift so that I can get closer to where I want to go. So that's the A. The L is the limiting beliefs. What got you there, something very specific, we all create our own reality and our thoughts create our environment. Uh, James Allen, as a man thinketh, I love this quote. 
Um, he thinks in secret, but it comes to pass. His environment is but his looking glass. And what that means is everything that you've created up until now is purely based on the conversations and the thoughts that are occurring in your head. There is no question. So what are the limiting beliefs that got you to where you are, but are also keeping you stuck? How do we let go of those? So that's the L. The P is pursue with purpose and with passion. Like, what do you even love? And why? Why is it important to you? What do you want to be doing? Um, pursue with purpose. And then H is the habits. This is something I'm like, I drill down on all the time. You also, in addition to your thoughts, the thoughts create the habits and the habits are also your reality. So what might need to change and how do you effectively change old patterns while trying to implement new patterns? And I tie all of it into, um, you know, what I know about dogs, because it's all very parallel A, the final A just stands for accelerate the process. Once you understand the process, you can master it in any area of your life. And and so you can live a reimagined life. That sounds fabulous. (laughs) (laughs) I I love teaching it. So how, what does this program, what is it like? Like if someone wanted to be a part of Alpha Reimagined, is it coaching or group or do it yourself? Like, what is it? No, it's a combination. Actually, it's a combination of all three. So I always tell people, look, I can't do your push-ups for you. I can't. I can present and I can um, see it. I often see things that they people don't see in themselves, but I can't do the work for you. So um, I consider myself a mentor. Um, I love mentoring and helping other people. I do that in the pet industry. I mentor and coach a lot of um, entrepreneurs that are completely in all different kinds of different businesses outside of pet, but it is a process. And so it's a membership. It's a group membership. Um, We are going to be opening it up again um, towards the end of January as people are trying to do it on their own and then realize, oh, once again, I didn't follow through even three weeks into it. Um, So it's a membership and people can join the membership. It's month to month. We meet weekly on a Monday, not required, but I will tell you that even um, over a year, 18 months of doing this, that these women, not only do they commit to coming, the transformations that we have all been witnessing for each other has been, um, gosh, it's been life-changing for me to, to observe. It's such a, it's such a um, gift to my heart to see what's happening. And then we also communicate via Facebook, um, but I, I, run through a process. And yes, there's homework and there's work to be done, but um, you know we're there to support. And then I also have monthly speakers that come in. Uh, they're not in the pet space. They're experts in their area of um, expertise. And so they'll come, I bring in one per month and give people access to them and what they teach. Do you ever discover a fabulous new tool to run your business and wonder why you didn't know about it sooner? That used to happen to me all the time. Luckily, through this podcast, I've asked over 100 women what their favorite tools, apps, and resources are to run their pet industry businesses. I put their recommendations in one place, and I'm so happy that I can share that list with you. Discover over 150 apps, tools, and even the best squeaker to get the perfect doggy photo. It's all in the Wear, Wag, Repeat resource guide. The guide is totally free. Just go to wherewagrepeat.com slash guide and you can get your paws on it. I, 
I think it's just so valuable to be able to talk to people who like get it, like get what you're doing because, you know, working in the pet industry, working in like social media industry as an influencer, most of my family and friends do not get, (laughs) don't get it. They have no clue what I do. Um, And so it's really nice. And for everyone, you know, I love listening to podcasts and I'm sure if you're listening to this, you like podcasts too. And that's great, but it's one way, you know. Um, it's nice to, to hear from people every week who get it. Um, but if you could have like a, a dialogue and a back and forth, it's just, it, it can help you grow your business. So I've done like mastermind groups kind of similar to this. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just, it helps you grow so much and to be around like a supportive community like that too. I mean, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And so if you really get introspective and truthful with yourself, you can see how, um, and there's nothing wrong with the people in your life. It's just, if you are ready yourself to level up into a different space that is possibly unfamiliar to you, but you you want to see that um, you want to connect with other people who can help bring you up and The beauty of that is as you're growing, there's always somebody else who looks to you. All of us has at least one person that looks to us and says, I'm inspired by you. I want to follow what you do. And I feel that it is a full circle component where one is reaching up in search of um, growth and learning opportunities. I know I, I have so many mentors. And then it's that reaching down of, hey, I got you. I got you. Let's come along on this journey together. And um, then they, you know, it's just this beautiful chain and connection. And um, so I just, I just love it. And I really believe in that. And I think people, if a lot of your listeners are uh, probably a mix between dog moms and business owners, we, all the business owners that I talk to get so caught up in the how, how am I going to do this? How can I increase my followers? How can I grow my sales? How do I, what do I need to do for marketing? And they are missing the one piece. I cannot say it enough. (laughs) The one piece that is the magic bullet is the, what conversation are you having in your head? Because I swear, I promise if you can nail that, all this other stuff is a breeze. It just happens. It just flows. But it's the part that people are like, oh, yeah, 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 I'll get to that later. And that's the unfortunate piece. But for those who dial into it, you see suddenly unbelievable shift growth in personal life and or their business. You know, I was like just reflecting and thinking about something kind of similar to this a couple months ago. And, you know, it's great to to get older and get more experience. And, you know, over the years, you learn so much. But I was like, I wish I could just go back to how I was when I first started my own business when I was like 22. And I cold called, I opened up a magazine and just went through and cold called every everyone who bought an ad because I knew they had a marketing budget. <laughs> and, you know, nowadays I'm like, oh, I don't want to do that. Like, oh, they're going to say no. But back when I was 22, I didn't think about the how. I just was like, oh, I'll just you know, they're obviously spending money on this ad. Maybe they'll have money to pay me to do their Facebook page or something. <laughs> um, and so, you know, I, I did a, a couple posts, I think about that urging people, you know, tap into that, like your, your attitude when you were younger and, 
you know, when you were fearless and you would ride roller coasters and like do that kind of like do things without thinking about it. Um, that now we get older and, you know, it comes with experience and knowledge, but I think it also, for some reason can come with hesitation. That's a really good point. And I love hearing that story about you. You remind me so much of me that in that, because that's totally how I am and, and was, um, in my twenties as well. The, um, you know, one of the things that I think happens is when you start to gain that experience, you're going to gain experience in all the elements where people are going to say no, or you're going to discover, especially if you're in the social world, oh, somebody doesn't like you. Uh-oh, what are you going to have to handle that, right? Um, and um, what ends up happening is all of the old stuff from childhood that you're not even thinking about gets triggered, okay? And um, we we do, as adults, lose that ability to um, power through the, oh, I don't care, or that I... I it's a, I don't know what I don't know. You didn't know that people p- could possibly say no or to be afraid of whatever. But over time, maybe there's moments of hesitation. And then the other thing too is whether it's that or is it sometimes people just get comfortable. Mm-hmm. I've been, I'm successful. I've been doing this up until now. Um, and so they get complacent because life isn't bad, right? It isn't horrible. It's, it's good. It's good enough. But if somebody is really truthful and honest with themselves, they are truly happy in that place with their business. Or I like to think of business and life as all in one. It's a holistic approach. Uh, but if they're truthful and they say, you know what? I feel like there's more. I feel like there's more. Then we have to go back and address. Well, then what is keeping you stuck there? And yeah. that becomes habit. Complacency becomes a habit. Um, so, so do you have, um, a couple pieces of advice for, um, entrepreneurs who are just starting out? Um, what are some like foundational skills or, or kind of mindsets or anything that they could focus on when they're just starting out? Yeah. Um, well, the most important thing I believe is spending a couple days, like not just like, I have this idea, I'm going to do this and it's going to look like this. I mean, I mean, like seriously, Get out of your house or your office if you if you can. I know it's different times, but um, I like to be near water. I'm fortunate I live near the beach, but go someplace that inspires you and really start thinking it through. Like, why do you want to do what you are doing, first and foremost? Why? And then what is it going to look like? And not just the business, but the how the whole life is incorporated into it. The people you hang out with the um, learning you get to do, the places you get to go, the environment you get to live in, uh, the people you choose to support through philanthropic endeavors. You know, what Like, what does it look like? Think big, get, get that part down first. But then another question that I would ask myself if I was starting something new is, okay, what got me here? What have I done up until now that is my asset? Like I do my own SWOT analysis, basically. What are my strengths? What got me here? And what am I missing? What skills might I be missing that I need to learn or find in order to get to where I want to go? Because you don't have to be the doer. You just need to know who to ask, right? And then um, where what, what skills will I need to grow into to get to where I want to go? So if you're building a team, you know, how are your leadership skills? What does that look like? And do you need, you know, and 
Um, so those, that's what I would be telling somebody who's first starting out. You can do the other part, which has to do with the business of, okay, well, let's do a market analysis. Is there a need for what I have? Um, who will buy it? How will I price it? Who are my competitors? All of that kind of stuff. But I think the SWOT analysis really needs to start with you first and knowing where you want to go and knowing what you want it to look like when you get there. Because trust me, from experience, I got there. Not like it. I did not like it. I don't care. If someone had told me when we were first starting, you can, your company's going to be doing X, Y, Z and all this revenue and blah, blah, blah. But this is how your days are going to look. I would have said, oh God, no way. Is there any other way I could do this? I wish I had known, but the cool yeah. thing, I didn't. And so I wouldn't be where I am right now. Exactly. The things that I'm doing, if I hadn't gone through that. So everything is for you always never um, being done to you. Okay. So I, I want to indulge me for a second. What was, do you remember her, like what your first product was with dog is good? You know, when you, when you first started this, yeah. Do you, what, what did you start with? And like, where did you think it was going to go? Well, here's the interesting story is um, it was just an idea it came out of, um, I was at a continuing education conference. I am a trainer and I still train. I train puppies. I love, love it. Love, love, love it. And um, at the conference, there was a vendor booth there selling t-shirts. They all said the same thing. They were white. I love my whatever. And I just came home and I said, John, you know what? I I love my dog, but there's something deeper. I want to create something that's um, more poignant, more expressive of to speaks to that relationship, but also cool. Like it didn't, I wouldn't even wear one of the white t-shirts. So we came up with the idea. And the first thing that we did was um, we secured the name and then we wanted to trademark the name. And so in order to trademark it, we had to show we were in commerce. Well, we hadn't even started. So we embroidered a hat. We just embroidered it. Dog is good. And that was that. And we filed and we got the company put together. And that was all we did. We were living in the state of Washington. And then John, military, we got transferred down here to California. Now, we're here maybe six months. And I'm training someone's dog, helping them train their dog, rather. And she's very well known in our community here, very well known. And I walk in wearing this dog is good hat. And she's like, where did you get that hat? And I was like, this, really? And she said, she goes, I need 12 of them. Where did you get them? I want to get them for my friends. And I was like, really? And so um, I went home that night. I said, hey, John, Sue wants 12 of these. Like, I think we need to actually start the business. And so that's really, she was the impetus because while we wanted to do it, we were busy. We just moved here. John's taking over a Navy base. I'm busy trying to build my dog training business. And so it just kind of started like that. And then we just got serious with creating a few things. Um, Then it was coming up with the logo and coming up with just some basic messages. Um, The first t-shirt was dog is great. Dog is, um, uh, dog is good. Dog is great. And (laughs) this is simple. We don't even have it anymore. And we just went to some local um, street fair thing and people wanted it, you know, and then uh, it really, to be honest with you, it took us a couple of years to hone in on what are we really about? We didn't mm-hmm. a t-shirt company. We knew that the t-shirts, the products, the gifts, they're just the tangible that deliver what we're really about is, which is reminding people how great it is to live life with dog. And when people ask me, what do you sell? I'm like, Tell you what I sell. Just close your eyes for a second. Sound like you're walking back into your house after you've been gone all day. And I want you to see your dog running towards you. And 
how do you feel? And they're like, oh, I love that. Right. And I said, well, that's what I sell. I sell your first two minutes home. I just use products as the tangible to create that feeling for you. And so people really got it. And that's how it grew. Um, and then like you, I was the cold call queen, you know, <laughs> and, you know, just trying to get it in. And before you knew it, it started to, uh, to take on its life, but it's evolved, you know, over the years. And I yeah. think that involvement, it's a living, breathing um, entity, just like we are. And there, and it becomes a reflection first of the dogs that inspire it. But then I think too, of where, um, like with what we're currently doing with a new division that we're in pre-launch with right now, it is really an extension of what is hundred percent aligned with my sole purpose in life and the legacy that we want to leave as a company. And that is taking on whole new life, um, which has been incredibly exciting. And I'm really eager to um, take this into the new year and make it possible for all these other dog lovers out there to be part of a bigger, a movement that's bigger than them, that makes them feel part of something, but that also gives them opportunity to be the conduit for change and for good in their communities and with others. Well, so what I like just picked up on when you were talking is that, you know, like a lot of our conversation has been about visualizing, you know, your future. And now you're visualizing your legacy, which is like your future for when you're not even here anymore. (laughs) So you're like really visualizing, you know, the future and, and future success and, and your legacy, which I just think is, um, just really a, a wonderful thing to get people just thinking about to get their wheels turning. Um, and I'm excited to learn more about it, all that you're doing. So tell us, unfortunately we're out of time. So tell us where we can go online to learn more about all of this and get involved. Well, you can go to, and thank you, Tori. I know we're about out of time. I appreciate you. Uh, you can go to dogisgood.com and see all the dog is good brand, all the dog is good product. Um, since this is airing in January, you will be able to see the new dig direct division. And I would definitely encourage you to explore that a whole new world of opportunity for you, uh, whether you're a dog lover or an existing business looking for additional revenue streams. Um, or you're a nonprofit seeking ways to have a hands-off recurring revenue opportunity um, with all of the support of the Dog is Good company and everything that we create for you. Um, so you could just go to, the, it, it'll be available there uh, at that in January to check all that out. And um, please feel free to um, look us up on Instagram and Facebook and YouTube. We're on all of those things. Join the Dog is Good lifestyle group where I tour. We need to have you on as a guest there now. Um, very, you know, and just uh, excited to get to connect with, with people, like-minded people. So, yeah. Thank you so much, Gila. This, this has been such a great conversation and a great way to kick off the new year. Awesome. Thank you, Tori. What did you like most about this episode? Find me on Instagram at teamistic and let me know what intrigued you or what questions you have about starting or growing your own dog inspired business. You can also screenshot this episode and tag me in your stories. I love to see who is listening out there. Some of the best conversations happen after the episode, right? So track me down over on Instagram or join the Wear, Wag, Repeat Labs Facebook group to connect with other dog-obsessed entrepreneurs. 
And as always, you can find all the links and resources discussed in this episode at wherewagrepeat.com slash podcast. See you back here next week.